Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. As usual, let's just take a moment and relax, put aside anything else that's going on in your mind and In your circumstances, anything you're trying to remember, write it down real quick and set it aside. Just remind yourself that the Lord is right there, that he loves you unconditionally, that you don't need to get his attention or his approval or anything from him, that he has already met all of your needs that he's regenerated your spirit and your spirit is one with him. In your spirit, you're never going to get any closer to God than you are right now. You're in him. You're part of him. The problem is our soul. The body just follows along, follows along, but our soul needs to be renewed, restored, reattached. And be part of that process is to be free from its bad habits. Now we will continue a bad habit as long as it works. So God lets our bad habits fail. Now sometimes our bad habits look really good to the world around us. And we have our bad habits because they somehow benefit us. So very often we are not willing to let go of our bad habits. God doesn't really care. He knows what needs to be removed in order for your soul to be reunited with your spirit. And even if it's something that you like, even if it's something that benefits you. And most often that's why we keep these bad habits around, is we're getting something from them, whether it's control or comfort. We think they're meeting a need when they're really not. They're a substitute. Our bad habits are a substitute for the eternal life of God that's already available in our spirit. But we like to have control. So we'd rather we choose our bad habits over reunion with God, with reunion with our spirit. But God is committed. He himself is committed to restoring your soul. That's what we are here on this earth for, at least as far as we can tell, as far as we need to be paying attention to right now. And we've talked before about our, the changes he's making that only he can make, that reunion of soul and spirit, the healing that we need, the, the exposing of the lies we're believing, the generational curses, the things that where we are at, at vulnerable to our enemies, 
everything else that needs to be changed, he is in the process of working on. And he doesn't need our help. But in the meantime, what do we do? We learn to live and move and have our being as spirit beings. So just as we grow up, we learn how our body works. But now that we've been reborn spiritually, we can learn how our soul works. So this is where we learn about the realm our soul dwells in, our spirit, our natural body dwells in the natural realm our spirit dwells in the spiritual realm then our soul functions and dwells in the soulical realm which is part of the supernatural realm again supernatural is just above one level above the natural there are certain attributes and laws and qualities of each of these realms but our soul you know, we take for granted how our body functions in the natural realm. We really don't think about seeing or looking. We open our eyes and we see. It's not something that we have to think about. Okay, now I'm going to look out the window. We see out the window just by looking. It's not something we really have to stress out. And that's because it's part of our existence from our very beginning. Now, the abilities that we have in our soul, we also had from the very beginning. We just didn't use them that much. Now, we may have used some of these abilities when we were younger, but we probably left them behind in favor of other ways of dealing with our getting our needs met. Again, going back to those bad habits. So now we are in the process of learning what our soul is, what our soul does, how it functions, while God is in the process of Restoring our soul. So they're, they're happening at the same time. And there's going to be overlap. There's going to be, we may think we're working, you know, we're making progress on learning how a supernatural ability works. And yet chaos erupts in our life. And we wonder if that's related to what we're doing in that ability or whether it's a healing that God is bringing or, or an area where we, he's exposing a lie we've been believing. And how do we handle that? How do we deal with that? We go to God. He is always going to be the first recourse the where we turn is always going to be to him. He's in charge of this. He's in charge of our progress, our direction, our past, our present, our future, and the final results. He knows your end from your beginning, and your spirit does too. 
your spirit has already agreed to everything you're going to go through and everything you have gone through and everything you're going through right now. Who you truly are has already agreed to it. Now, your enemies don't want you to learn to live as a spirit being. Your enemies want you to rely on your bad habits to get your needs met. Now, it's not that your abilities are going to meet your needs. You're storing up your abilities and letting them function will just bring you into a greater opportunity to have your soul restored. Because part of having your soul restored will be that your soul is complete. So as your soul is healed and renewed and restored, your abilities are going to be set free and made available and used. You know, what did Paul say? By reason of use, we learn these things. We exercise our abilities. And again, we're not using those terms that so often have misleading connotations, gifts. They aren't gifts other than our soul is a gift. God gave you the soul he wanted you to have. That's his gift to you. But that soul came with abilities. That soul came with every ability, just like your body comes with senses, eyes, ears, nose, comes with all the little nerve endings, comes with skin, comes with hair, comes with uniqueness, thumbprints, fingerprints, DNA. It comes with it, with your body. Likewise, your soul comes with certain attributes. Whether you know about them or not, they're there. So we don't need to try to get them or even gain understanding. I always like to think of it as what if you were on a desert island? Could you know God? If you were alone on a desert island without a Bible, without anybody to teach you, could you know God? Absolutely. All you need is God, because he is revealing himself. And he's changing you all at the same time. He's doing whatever's necessary. Now, would you be able to stir up the abilities that you have? Absolutely. What would that look like? Well, it would be unique to your situation. You know, if you look at the um, situation where, say, there's a car accident and you look at the different 
people involved. Somebody can't, comes to block traffic. Somebody comes to help the person who may be uh, hurt. Somebody comes to move the car out of the way. Another person comes to take down all the names of the witnesses and see, see what's going on. Maybe make some phone calls for other people. Then somebody else comes along to, to tow away the car after it's been you know, uh, um, in, in due process and then clean out the street. Everybody, there's a, a, a role and a part of the process. And then it's cleared away and the traffic goes again. And everybody doing their part, that's just part of the different abilities that you already have. There's, there's none that is more spectacular or valuable. They are all part of your soul. They all play a role. They all play a part. They all have a function. They are all valuable. Now, you and I are far more impressed with certain of the abilities, miracles, being able to raise someone from the dead, miraculous healing, um, exercising great faith, you know, being able to walk on water or turning water into wine, big things. And yet, you know, a word of wisdom, a word of encouragement, those are all the same things because all that is is our soul returning to its God-created state. And as it does so, and again, start thinking about it, it's going to. Your, your soul is going to eventually return to its original condition, its original state with God. So you don't need to try to convince God. This is the plan he has for you. This is the plan he has for your soul. For your soul to be restored will mean the abilities you have in your soul will also be restored to full functioning. So all of us can raise the dead. All of us can speak in tongues. All of us can turn water into wine. All of us, our shadow can heal the lame and make the blind see. All of us have all wisdom, can speak in all tongues and know the mysteries of the universe. All of us. Because those are abilities in, that come with the soul that God gave, gave us for this time. We all have that. So as we are learning about it, there's things that we can encourage one another about. But there's also things that are going to be unique for each one of us. This is as we start strengthening our solical muscles and start using our solical abilities, we're going to have some common experiences and some unique experiences. Now, as you do that, you are under absolutely no obligation to share that information with anyone. It may be of benefit, it may not. But you're not under any obligation to submit them 
to someone else for review. God himself will let you know if there's a problem. If you're learning to walk and you keep falling down, you'll eventually figure out, okay, I'm not doing this right. When you're riding a bike, if you keep falling on your bike, you'll, keep, you'll start going, okay, I'm not doing this right. So we learn so much more from our mistakes than doing it right the first time. So keep trying. Don't, don't be put off. Don't worry about other people getting hurt. Don't worry about yourself getting hurt. Don't worry about the enemy. This is all part of our challenge. This is all part of our existence here. This is an opportunity. So you already have these abilities, and they are available to you right now in your soul. So we don't ask God to give them to us. We ask him to stir them up, and then we look, look for them. We ask the Lord to identify and stir up the gifts or the aspects of the supernatural that he would like to focus on at any given time. And if he doesn't bring something to mind, we just pick something. Because, again, they're all going to be functioning at some point in time. Now, the Lord may or may not use terms from the scriptures. It's totally up to him. It is his right to train you in the way he wants you to go. The purpose is not for you to be able to fit into a specific group or church or be equipped for a particular ministry, or even have your solical abilities fit into your own expectations or the expectations of someone else. This is personal. This is between you and God. Now other people are going to be involved. You know, you're going to practice on people. You're going to practice on yourself. But the goal is to be dependent on God for all things, including life, including fellowship, including discipleship, including correction and direction and guidance. He's the best coach there is, the best guidance counselor. Now, one of the things the scriptures talks about is gifts being imparted. And again, this is an an unfortunate you know, um, approach that is often taken, that this is how you get a gift is somebody imparts it to you. When really, it is, doesn't mean that somebody gives it to you or prays for, you, for God to give it to you, something that you didn't have before. Rather, it's the process of discernment at work where someone else, or even yourself, you're able to identify that ability in you that the Lord wants to encourage you to focus on. In other words, say, you know, you've been thinking about, okay, you know, Lord, I've been thinking about a gift of, uh, you know, an ability of healing or raising the dead. And say someone comes along and says, I really you know, want to encourage you that God wants to stir up the ability to raise the dead. That's going to be encouraging to you, I hope. 
it may be frightening, it may be daunting, but encouraging on many levels that you are hearing him, hearing from God and that this is something he wants you to be learning. Now, it's the truth. We already have authority over death. You and I, you right now. If you're born again, if you've been regenerated in your spirit, you have authority over death. So how does that work? Let's say we he has sent someone who believes God wants them to pray for you. And again, the, using these these are Western civilizations religious approaches. And we're just going to learn to use those with our own understanding that these are not gifts, that these are abilities. But by the expression of encouragement, so whether through prayer or laying on of hands, the Lord will take that opportunity to stir up the ability that's already within you. We, we sometimes talk about it a baptism or an immersion or an additional level of God's movement that he's already doing. Really all it's doing is an awareness, increasing your awareness of something that's already available. Now, God himself does stir up those things, which is what we're asking for, these abilities that we have. He stirs them up. But we are also cooperating with him and using them. You know, if God stirs up, you know, a particular ability in you and you don't do anything with it, you know, next week he's going to have to stir it up again. And then the following week he's going to have to stir it up again. And you're never going to learn to integrate it as part of your life. And that's what you want. You want your abilities to be part of your life. You're you're in in an elevator, and a word of wisdom comes to you. Now, you don't need to, okay, oh, this is a word of wisdom. But say there's a stranger there, and you say, you know, um, you're going to get this job that you're applying for, but it's it's not what God wants for you. And you say it, and then you leave the elevator, and it's part of your life. You don't know the results. You don't know the impact. But the point is is that we are learning to live and move and have our being. As Jesus, God on this earth, walked through for three and a half whole years, think of the term three and a half years was his whole public ministry. Now, he prepared for it for 30, made all his mistakes, learned how to do things. But then he was walking village to village and letting the Father shine through him. He turned the world upside down. He changed history forever in three and a half years just by doing and being what he is what he was. 
He didn't hold, you know, start rallies. They happened. His audiences were waiting for him. They had a, there was an expectation because his what he was what he was and what he was doing spread before him. But it's not something he had to advertise. There's that, you know, as an old sailing, you don't have to advertise a fire. Everybody knows it's there. The flames and the smoke, you can tell where there's a fire. It's the same truth when, when the abilities of God are being in, used by God. There's smoke, there's fire, everybody can see it. We don't need to advertise it. We don't need to tell anybody. We just walk. And we are the fire. We are whatever God wants it to be. We've used the example of you're sitting at a table eating with God, and he says, pass the salt. We pass the salt. He says, go raise the dead, and we raise the dead. We come back. It's not, They're the same as we learn how they work, how they operate. So, But by this expression of encouragement, when somebody comes in and says, I want to, Lord wants to impart this, this gift, when we understand it, yes, it's just a stirring up of an existing ability, but we say yes. And sometimes there is an actual effect physical change somebody laying on their hands you feel something or somebody praying for you you feel something in your physical body it's because our physical body houses our soul your soul is in your body now eventually i do believe the soul is on the outside of our body and then the spirit is on the outside of that but that's a whole nother discussion but this is very often when someone is making contact to stir up these abilities God very often takes the opportunity to add his two cents add in his uh, impact This is why there's often either an emotional response or a manifestation of his presence as he stirs the abilities within. It's not because of the power of the person praying or supposedly imparting or speaking encouragement or whatever that person is doing. It's simply because God is taking the opportunity. We're we're asking him to stir up our ability a little bit and he's saying no I'm going to stir it up a lot and and encourage you in the meantime because he wants us to take advantage of every opportunity so when we give him an inch he takes a mile when we give him one opportunity he extends it into changing our lives so just by way of a broad example Say you're among believing friends, one of whom expresses to you that the Lord wants you to begin moving in a gift of healing. 
Perhaps this ability has been on your mind, and this just sounds right when he suggests it. Remember, now one thing, you are never obligated to let anyone pray for you. Just because they, they say they're a Christian, just because they have something for you from God, you are never obligated to let them touch you, to pray for you, or anything. You ask the Lord. You wait for a, a confirmation from him. You, if you, that's not something you want, and, and this, I've had this experience many times, you just say, no, thank you. But say you agree. Your friend places a hand on your shoulder and simply ask the Lord to stir up the ability of healing within you. You may feel a warmth, a shock, or nothing at all where he is touching you. And you may or may not sense any response from within your soul. But what is happening is that the spirit flowing to your friend's spirit through his soul by means of his body, his touch, his physical touch, is breaking through whatever log chain jam there may be in your soul that is hindering the gift, the ability within from freely flowing. Meanwhile, the Holy Spirit, your spirit, is rising within your spirit to your soul to break the log jam on your end. That particular ability in your soul, healing, now has a way to freely pass through your soul which is when your training begins in that area. So that's just an opportunity. That's just something I want you to think about, that we're all in this process, we're all learning, but this is how, how we have try, come up with ways to try to understand what God is doing for every single one of us. So... Thanks for tuning in. Drop me a line if you want. I'm at diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. Otherwise, we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.